Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Episode 2 We leave LA on the Southwest Chief. The city of Los Angeles was founded in 1781 as El Pueblo de Nuestra Señora de la Reina de Los Angeles. Thank goodness these days the name has been shortened to Los Angeles. It's a home to people from more than 140 countries who speak over 200 different languages. And the station? It's a magnificent station. It's a fitting blend of Spanish and Art Deco styles, reflecting both the city's early heritage and its great film tradition. In fact, parts of the station can be rented for filming. It opened in May 1931 and was the last of the great Union stations that served a multiple rail network. The station was used by 1,716,000 Amtrak passengers in 2017, as well as many for Metrolink. From the front of the station, I saw Los Angeles City Hall, and that was made famous in popular television shows of the 1950s and 60s as the Daily Planet in Superman and as itself in the series Dragnet. I'm in the central concourse area of Union Station at the current time. There's a piano in one corner with somebody playing it for a few minutes, tinkling away. A number of old but upmarket display units now being used as small shops, one selling hats, one selling mobile phones by the look of it. This really is a thriving area with people who've arrived walking in one direction and people who have got trains to catch walking more hurriedly in the opposite direction, some even running with their bags. The station here in Los Angeles serves both the local Metrolink trains and some of the Amtrak services. The Amtrak services that run out of this station are the Southwest Chief, which I'm taking to Chicago, the Pacific Surfliner, which I'll be taking down to San Diego, and the Coast Starlight, which I'll be arriving on from San Francisco. In my last trip, the waiting room area in Portland Union Station had magnificent but hard-looking wooden seats. Here, the seats are much more comfortable-looking club armchairs, possibly in leather, or originally in leather, I would imagine. And it's very interesting that there are security people who ensure that they're only used by passengers and for a two-hour maximum time limit. One of the things that I think is nice about this station is the fact that the arrivals and departure boards still have the original, well, I'm assuming it's original, signage saying arrivals and departures, even though they're new, modern, electronic LED boards underneath. 
There's been a lot of restoration work going on in this station to return the Fred Harvey restaurant that used to be here from 1939 to 1967 to its original use as a restaurant. The Fred Harvey restaurant chain began in 1878. It was started by an English-born entrepreneur called, believe it or not, Fred Harvey. And the first location was at the Florence, Kansas train depot. By the turn of the century, the Fred Harvey chain had expanded to all major train stations along the Atchison, Topeka and Santa Fe Railway. And the chain was famous for serving high-end food by young waitresses in conservative dress who were known as the Harvey Girls. Frequently people refer to the Fred Harvey chain as America's first chain dining company. And during Union Station's peak in World War II, the Fred Harvey could serve up to 800 visitors per hour. The work on the wall tiles began with initial cleaning to determine the condition of the tiles. And the process included a dry cleaning process with gentle vacuuming and brushing to remove years of build-up of dirt. That was followed by a mild abrasive cleaning and then a wet cleaning to maintain the amber patina of the naturally aged tile. Once cleaned, there was an identification of the tiles and that included mapping loose, broken, scarred, patched and discoloured tiles and cataloguing original versus non-original tiles. That project was completed in the fall of 2016. The ceiling here in the main waiting area, or the entry vestibule as they call it, has been cleaned. The process involved a sensitive removal of dirt and tobacco residue and revealed previous attempts at ceiling repairs, including the discovery of previous repainting, and that was to match areas darkened by tobacco and pollution. The goal of the project was to return the ceiling to its original appearance, and that was completed in the autumn of 2017. I'm starting on my journey on the Southwest Chief an indirect successor to the Santa Fe Super Chief, which operated until Amtrak was created in 1971. Between the tinsel of Hollywood and the city of Broad Shoulders, we will cover 2,256 miles of spectacular scenery. I'm going to embark on a memorable journey taking me from Southern California through the unique rock formations of Arizona, past Native American country in New Mexico. We shall travel alongside snow-capped peaks in Colorado and finally past the orderly farms and fruity plains of the Kansas, Missouri and Illinois heartlands. If the weather continues fine because it's glorious here in Los Angeles today, we'll see spectacular sunsets. Maybe we'll see prairie dogs at play. We'll see the haunting desert beauty, the high country. And of course, there'll be dark tunnels, exciting curves and switchbacks for us to travel over. I'll be keeping my camera and this microphone handy as I share the journey with the people I'm gonna meet along the way. New acquaintances, one and all. Now, the pre-Amtrak era Santa Fe Super Chief was the first diesel-powered all-Pullman sleeping car train in the United States and made its maiden run in 1936. It was known as the Train of the Stars and was famous for its gourmet meals and Hollywood celebrity clientele. 
they maintained this legendary level of high service until the last passenger operation by the Santa Fe Railway on May the 1st, 1971. The Southwest Chief traces most of the original route of the former Super Chief between the West Coast and America's heartland. I will be traveling from Los Angeles to Chicago on BNSF Rail Company tracks. I'm joining the train in time for our 6 p.m. departure from Union Station, Los Angeles. I'm here on track 11 at Los Angeles Station waiting for the Southwest Chief to come in. All around me, Metrolink trains are going in various directions. It is, of course, the peak of the evening rush hour, so the station is thronged with people rushing for their trains to take them home for the evening. And it is a perfect late afternoon with bright sunshine and clear blue skies. Our train has now been released from the yard and is backing into the station very slowly. We were told boarding was going to be at 5.15 and it's now 25 past 5. So here it is, the Southwest Chief. The lounge car has just passed me. I expect to spend a lot of time on this trip up there telling you about the wonderful journey that I'm having as well as some of the people that I'm meeting on the train. But the train is still reversing. And finally it comes to a halt and the doors start opening so that we can get aboard. So now it's time to find my coach. One of the nice things about starting the journey from the station that the train starts its whole journey from is that you've got time to walk down the platform, take a few photographs, have a look at the rolling stock and of course the locomotives. These Amtrak diesel locomotives will be running for nearly 48 hours without stopping. We've got numbers 25 and 197 on the front of this train. I make podcasts. One of the staff there wondering what I was carrying. My trusty microphone. The engineer on his way down the platform now, just mounting the cab at the front of the train. So he'll be guiding us along the rails for the first few hours until we have a crew change. On these Amtrak trains, the conductors and the engineers change regularly with their shift patterns. But the onboard train service crew, they're with us from the start of the journey right through to the end. suddenly realize the train is moving. We're about a minute late leaving Los Angeles station. Good evening ladies and gentlemen, this is Jeff with the Car. We'd like to welcome aboard America's Southwest Chief, headed to Albuquerque, Kansas City, and Chicago points in between. I'll be your dining car steward for the entire trip until I get to Chicago, the Windy City. 
Breakfast is always first come first serve. However, lunch and dinner is by reservation or reservation only. And I'm the one that takes the reservation, so I'll be coming to the sleeping cars first and take reservations. After I complete the sleeping cars, then I will go to the coach cars and I will follow that up with Just the lounge car. The dining car seats everybody in a special way. We seat four people per table, which means if you only have two or three people in your party, you will be sat with another Amtrak passenger. It's what we call community seating. So we fill out the table before we start seating the next table. So expect to meet some new friends on your trip east. Dinner time will begin at 7 p.m. We have a wonderful menu for you prepared by our world-class chef, Julie. Tonight she will be making land and sea, which is steak and a crab cake. We're doing our signature steak. We're doing our thyme roasted chicken breasts. We're doing our rigatoni pasta, which is being client. And if you're in a sleeping car, you get garden salads with all those. If you're in the coaches, you can add garden salads. I will go over the pricing and everything when we do the coach reservations. Because the sleeping accommodations, your meals are included in your first class fare. Knowing that it's not included as alcoholic beverages, which means beer, wine, or liquor, and gratuities to the server. So once again, I will be coming through in about 10 minutes to the sleeping cars. If you'd like a reservation, please make sure at least one member of your party remain in your sleeping accommodation. On behalf of all of us at Amtrak, we know you have many methods of traveling today, but we appreciate the fact that you enjoy us Amtrak as you wait for the time. Welcome aboard. We're now passing through large areas of marshalling yards. By the look of it, it's for the commuter trains. Trains now picking up a little bit of speed. We're making reasonable progress through the suburbs. One of the train crew told me a few minutes ago that this is one of the bumpiest bits of track in the whole of the United States, the bit between Los Angeles and Fullerton. This is definitely an industrial area of town going past piles of old sheet metal. So I presume there's quite a lot of metal manufacturing going on around here. We're just going through one of the Metrolink stations. I do like these double-decker coaches. You get a really good view out of the windows. Now we've moved on to a lot of suburban housing. Very small gardens, which I do find surprising. Our sleeping car attendants going around telling people about their accommodation, how to work it, and the fact that from about six o'clock in the morning, whatever time that is, there will be coffee. And also pointing out that there's showers and washrooms downstairs. There's also a toilet on this upper level as well. If you can hear the horn in the background, that's because every single time we come to a level crossing, a warning has to be given here in the United States also, as trains come in and go out of stations, they have to ring the bell. Though I'm sure it's not a bell like they used to be, but more an electronic bell. We've moved from manufacturing now to what looks more like warehousing. We're now approaching our first stop at Fullerton, 26 miles from Los Angeles. This is a major transport hub in Orange County, and the town has two historic rail depots on one site. 
one built in 1923 by the Union Pacific Railroad and the other built in 1930 by the Atchison, Topeka and Santa Fe Railway. So we've just come to a halt at Fullerton and next to me is the locomotive of a very large, I would imagine, and long freight train. The Union Pacific station, built in 1923, is now a restaurant, and the other station, built in 1930, is used as a ticket office for Amtrak and also the passenger waiting area. The station was used by just under 400,000 Amtrak passengers last year and is just a short stop and pick up. The town of Fullerton hosts California State University and historically has been a centre for agriculture. Famous Fullertonians include the actor Stephen Seagal and former president Tricky Dicky Nixon, who was born and raised here. I would imagine Fullerton has quite a short platform because we've just pulled forward and stopped again so that the passengers getting onto the coach carriages can get onto the train. I've now had my ticket scanned, so I've got to my seat in the observation car where I shall be spending most of the next couple of days. It's definitely evening. It's nearly seven o'clock. The shadows are lengthening. The beautiful sunset in the west directly behind us because, of course, we're going east. We're well out of the city now into an area of countryside and we'll be passing through Corona, which was founded in 1886 at the height of the Southern California citrus boom. It once laid claim to the title Lemon Capital of the World, but today it's home to Fender, the musical instrument manufacturers famous for their guitars. So that was the first call for dinner. Dinner is provided in the price of your ticket if you're travelling in sleeping accommodation. And if you're travelling in coach and there's place at the table, you're very welcome to go along. But of course there is a charge. So now we're about 60 miles into our journey coming into Riverside. This was the birthplace of the Californian citrus. In 1873, Eliza Tibbetts received two Brazilian naval orange trees sent to her by a friend in the State Department in Washington. The station opened in 1993 and is used by 12,000 Amtrak passengers in 2017. It's also used for commuter services in Southern California. It's nearly dark outside, being a beautiful sunset as we've gone along. The light is now starting to go quite rapidly. Let's hope that tomorrow is as beautiful a day as it's been today. We'll be going for a dinner break for about 45 minutes to an hour and then I will return. Closing this evening at 11 and reopening at 6 o'clock in the morning but I will be making another announcement. So here I am on an Amtrak train and Jane in the cafe underneath the observation car comes from Hyde in Manchester.
We're coming into San Bernardino now through large marshalling yards full of containerized freight wagons. This must be a very large freight interchange. One thing that does surprise me in this country is the number of level crossings. There are very few bridges built over railways. It always seems to be a level crossing that we go through, which of course means that the horn has to be sounded to give warning to people who are driving the roads. We're just about running to schedule. We're scheduled to arrive at about 7.45pm, and it's just after 7.40 now. San Bernardino is part of the so-called Inland Empire of Southern California and it's one of the oldest communities in the state. Apparently in 1948 those gourmet chefs, the McDonald brothers, founded the McDonald's brand and fast food restaurant concept here. Notable San Bernardinans include the actor Gene Hackman and the station was used by around about 12,000 Amtrak passengers in 2017. The station itself opened in July 1918 and is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It's now completely dark outside, no chance any longer of any photographs. But this being a marshalling yard that we're sat in before coming into the station is of course floodlit. Behind me, on the other side, is the railway station. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of the Amtrak Southwest Chief for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks. Thank you.